Welcome to the Pure Wrestling Show. I'm Greg, back for another segment with a legendary wrestler. If you heard the first episode, I did Ric Flair, and if you heard the, I believe it was on the third episode, I did Hulk Hogan, where I talked about Hulk Hogan being like my favorite wrestler when I was a kid, and I was red and yellow everything, and that was all true, but I also had a favorite tag team back in those days. And they were called the Rockers, and it was Shawn Michaels, and it was Marty Jannetty. Me and my cousin used to run around my grandparents' house on Saturdays pretending we were the Rockers. We would tie like these little bands around our arms and stuff and running up and down the stairs and getting yelled at and crap. But he had like darker hair, so he kind of was like Marty Jannetty all the time. And my hair back in those days was like Children of the Corn, more blondish even though it's, like, darker now. So I would be Shawn Michaels. And uh, I love Shawn Michaels. He was my more favorite rocker. But, I, you know, Marty was always cool, too. And he's hysterical on Facebook, by the way. I'm not trying to, like, give Marty love on free pops. But anyway, they were my tag team. I love Demolition, too. Axe and Smash. I never really cared for when they added Crush. Kind of thought it ruined the whole thing. But that's a story for another day. But anyway, so yeah, the Hulkster was definitely like the big singles guy back in those days. But then like around the early 90s, you know, Sean puts Marty through the window on the barber shop, which is like one of the most famous things in wrestling now. And uh, after that happened, you know, I was like, well, one of two things is going to happen. You know, I can go with Marty. All right, I'm going to stick with Sean, but even though Sean was kind of like the heel at the time, but I didn't care. I loved it, and I wasn't really sure what he was going to do at the time, and then he comes out with the whole Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michaels thing, and he has Sherry as his manager at the time, and the entrance music was hysterical. I loved it. I loved the whole character, and Sean immediately became like my new favorite singles wrestler. I still loved Hogan, but Hogan was starting to, like, fade off the page at that time. Like, not 92, but, like, it was, like, the early stages. He was doing, like, tag teams of Brutus Beefcake, and then he disappeared for Thunder in Paradise. So, Sean definitely took over as my new, like, favorite singles wrestler, but still loved Hogan. And then I remember in, like, 1994, I was 14 years old at the time, went to see Raw up at the Fernwood Resort up in the Poconos, and, like... Sean comes out, and even though he's a heel, like, you know, of course the guy and the majority, like, the guys and the majority of the crowd are booing him, but, like, the reaction that he got from, like, the girls at the time, like, I'm 14 years old, and we had pretty good seats, he comes out with, like, a jean jacket tied around his waist, some sort of, like, black pants and boots, like, the girls are, like, trying to rip at him, like, he's, like, John Lennon or, like, Paul McCartney from the friggin' Beatles, like, it was, like, as a 14-year-old, I'm like, wow, this is, like, amazing. Like, I wanted to be, like, Shawn Michaels at that time. So, like, my, like, fandom of him, like, after, I, I seen him live before, when, like I said, when he was still doing, like, the Sherry thing, he had, like, the white pants and the red hearts all over him. Then he, like, switched it up a few years later. Like this was 94. I know it was November of 94. Almost positive. I know it was 94 because I was 14. But anyway, moving on to Shawn and his career. So now he's the Heartbreak Kid, and uh, his singles career, even though his tag team career was pretty awesome with the Rockers, his single career was amazing. I thought his ability as a wrestler at that time stood above a lot of guys. A lot of things Sean did, he had way more talent than I think he was given credit for in those early days. Because in those days, it was all about being a big, huge, monster-looking guy. Like, athleticism kind of took a back seat, you know, as some of these wrestlers you saw back in the day. Not to discredit them, but... 
the business definitely started to change in the mid-90s, and I think Shawn Michaels played a part in that. You started to see more athletic guys and smaller guys that could wrestle and put on great matches start to get a bigger push. So, moving forward, uh, you know, always been a huge Shawn Michaels fan. The biggest thing that I hated about Shawn's career was, like, the back injury and how it, like, prematurely took him out when he was really, like, had a lot of heat and he was really popping. He was a big, huge megastar. He was the champion at the time. I don't know. If he didn't have the injury, would he still have dropped the strap to Steve Austin? Probably, because Austin at that time was, like, really getting big. But I remember that WrestleMania night when he had to lose to Austin, like... Because I was still in high school at the time, so like everybody had their stone cold, you know, Austin 316. They loved the whole beer slugging and all that. I never got into Austin. I never liked the character. I never really cared for it. And like when Sean lost that match, like I knew, like because of the back injury, like like he was gone, gone. So like I was double devastated. But anyway, he reemerges like in 2002, I believe. At SummerSlam takes on Triple H. Like he comes out wrestling in jeans and boots and stuff. <laughs> But, like, when you saw him doing, like, some of the moves he was doing, like, even though he was selling, like, the back was still killing him and hurting, like, he wouldn't have been in that ring doing the thing that he was doing. So then I got really excited because you knew, like, there was a Shawn Michaels comeback on the horizon. And those extra couple years we got there were his, like, second run, reunited with Triple H doing DX. Uh, he got the belt. He won the first ever... Uh, Elimination Chamber. So as a Shawn Michaels fan, it was great to get that second run out of him. You know, it was like seeing your favorite band go away, and then they reunite a few years later, and it's like, oh, here we go again. You know, it was amazing. Most popular or most favorite Shawn Michaels of all, like, match of all time. For me, oh, man, there's so many great matches. And like I said, he has, like, two, there's, like, two careers of Shawn you can go from. Like, his favorite matches from his original run and then his second run. But to have to pick one, most people would probably think, like, the Iron Man match. Cause that's the first time he got the strap. But I like the Iron Man match. I just thought there should have been more pinfalls during it. Instead of it going, like, they still could have an overtime, but have an overtime at, like, a 2-2, you know, like... I don't know. I like the match, but to say it was my favorite, I can't say it was my favorite match. I loved when he fought Hogan, because like I said, it was my two favorite guys going at it, even though I was rooting for Sean, and I kind of had a funny feeling. Sean's always been one like put other guy, big guys over in these big matches, so I had a funny feeling with Hogan. That could have been another part of my Hogan ego segment, if you heard that one, you know. I knew he was going to friggin' not let Sean win, but anyway... Favorite all-time Shawn Michaels match for me, I would have to say, and people are going to be like, well, that's not even one of his main matches. you got to go to YouTube to see this match. It's underground match. It's Shawn Michaels versus Randy Macho Man Savage. Towards the end of Savage's run in WWF when he was like almost getting ready to go into commentary, and then he ended up going to WCW, but... It's on YouTube, and you can find it. It's like one of the few times that Sean and Macho Man Randy Savage, it's a house show, it's overseas or something. And it was a fantastic match, because the athleticism Randy still had at the time, this was still like a more skinnier Randy Savage before he went to WCW and got like huge, like real bulky and big again. Like, it was just a great match, it's fantastic. And uh, if you look that one up, you'll see it. Sean, I'm not, oh actually I won't ruin it. Look it up. I don't want in case somebody looks it up. I don't want to ruin who won the match. So 
<coughs> check that one out if you want. But, alright guys, my time is up. Uh, they said make this one a little bit longer, so I'm going over eight minutes now. Gonna kick it over to Kyle and Don once again. I'm Greg, the commentator from the first match, in case you guys didn't see the first episode and you're just wondering who this guy is that rambles on about legends. I'm about as famous as your next door neighbor, but I did do the commentary in that first match, and it was our first show, and it was pretty awesome, and... When we get our next show, you'll see my face once again at ringside doing commentary. So until then, guys, have a good one, and I'll see you on the next episode. All right, Greg, thank you for that HBK segment. Uh, we look forward to more exciting segments with you going forward. Uh, this is Kyle D here. Uh, Don actually has the night off. Uh, but joining us is uh, none other than Greg. Greg, how's it going? Very good, very good. Uh, did you like the HBK segment? So uh, I definitely enjoyed it. You know, I've always been a big HBK kind of guy. Um, you know, I was really looking forward to that segment, actually. And the stuff you've just been rolling out so far has been awesome. So we really appreciate you, uh, you know, doing all that for us and doing these opening segments. Um since we're on the topic of, of HBK, um, you know, what ultimately made you decide to, uh, to even do a segment on him? Well, he was like my favorite wrestler of all time. So I was definitely going to squeeze that one in there, but I was asked to start with Ric Flair. Don wanted me to start with Ric Flair. Cause there was a couple of good things going on with Flair at that time with like the whole getting out of his WWE contract and stuff. And then I, you know, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, we had to get that one in there. So then this one was kind of up to me. And I was like, definitely got to go with Shawn Michaels on that one. Yeah, I don't blame you. You definitely can't go wrong uh, with Shawn. Um, so, you know, here we are, you know, like I said, Don's got the, the night off. It's just you and I uh, in a previous episode, Don actually had alluded to you know, kind of how you guys have uh, gotten to know each other. It seems like you both definitely have a passion for wrestling, you know, much like myself. How did that even start for uh, for you? Like, how did you even uh, get that passion for the business? I started like most people, like as a young fan, little kid, uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoon cartoons flipping through. And uh, if you remember, the uh, superstars of wrestling was like a big show for them back then even though it was like just the main guys basically squashing like no names, but you know, you're a little kid, you're just seeing the wrestling and the big guys in there throwing each other around. And I just found it very, ever, very, very entertaining. And that's kind of how I got hooked. And I just started watching that on Saturdays and then primetime wrestling on Monday nights. And it was like all about the WWF for me back then. And that's like where the passion started and how I first, you know, like most people got, hooked in i guess you would say <laughs> yeah i think it's safe to say that for most of us um we kind of remember for the most part uh where we were when we first started getting involved um and we really started to get that passion kicked off you know i know for me personally uh i'm slightly younger i guess you could say so so my passion began more around uh uh, the late part of the Attitude Era, uh, there's specific things that I remember there that, that really stick out in my mind that really got me, you know, deeply interested in the business. So I definitely know where you're coming from there. Um, if I understand correctly in, in, in talking with Don, is it true that you actually have wrestled before? 
Uh, that is true. It was a short career. Uh, but yeah, I did wrestle in a ring in front of an audience that did pay money to come in. Um, it was like a once a month, you know, type of indie show. It was down in Wilkesbury, actually, called VCW, which stood for Valley Championship Wrestling. Um, it, yeah, it didn't last long. I was only there a few months. I did a few shows and stuff. And then for like work reasons and health reasons, like not health reasons that was fine but like there was, i didn't have health insurance at the time so had i had i gotten hurt in the ring you know like i would have been screwed work-wise so and like it wasn't like an actual like professional fed like the guy was professionally trained that ran it and like everything was legal but like you basically signed a waiver when i when i signed up with it my friend had actually gotten me involved in it he was in it for a lot longer than i was but uh that's why i hadn't gotten out of it but yeah i did it for a little while i you know had my own entrance music would come out and it was a blast. I mean, I loved it. I mean, it was a great time. I'm glad I did it. I wish it would have lasted longer, but it is what it is. At least I could say I did a little something, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people can't even say that they had the opportunity to even step in the ring. Uh, you know, I'm glad that, you know, at least for health reasons, you definitely realized to yourself, you know what, I think I need to step away from this. I think a lot of guys and girls, you know, they, they struggle with that. You know, all they really know in life is the business and it's a difficult thing to just uh, step away from it. I mean, even look at uh, the NFL, you know, look how long it took Brett Favre to just say, you know what, I'm done. The guy just wanted to keep going and going. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would have loved to, you know, but it is what it is. Uh, also, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Like when I met Don, cause he shared that passion for wrestling and, he, when he had come up with the idea to actually like start his own, like put on a show. Like I, I honestly, I thought he was crazy, but he pulled it off and it was amazing. Like, especially where he had it, like the Catholic youth center. Like if you grew up around here, like that was like a legendary place for wrestling growing up. So to get the opportunity to call a show at that place was like, like a dream come true. I, I mean, I really enjoyed that. That was like being in the ring is a little, you know, is better obviously, but the, call matches like that and see some of the talent that was there that night it was it's amazing i loved it yeah it's funny you should bring that up because as a matter of fact on that night you know i thought you know the crowd was popping the show was great and ironically i was taking photos for the event that night and i was actually positioned uh, a few bleachers right behind you uh, and the other commentator and, and throughout the course of the show, I can actually hear the commentary that was, uh, uh, you know, on display by you both. And I thought you guys were doing an amazing job. Unfortunately, uh, a few things happened and we no longer have that audio. I would kill to have it back, but you know, at least take it from me. You know, you definitely did an awesome job on commentary. Oh, I had no idea. I never heard that before, Don. I never knew that. Thanks, man. I'm glad. Yeah, that kills me too, you know, because, you know, when you're doing it live, like I can't remember every little thing I said or what my partner that night, Ken, had said, but uh, I'm glad that somebody heard it and and that's good feedback because, yeah, I would have loved to have heard back and heard how that like sounded and stuff, but we'll get it right next time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, we worked out the kinks. Uh, we realized a lot of things that that didn't work out the way we wanted to on that first show. Uh, it was a learning curve for sure. But I think for the most part, we ironed everything out. And I think going forward, we're definitely going to be in in good shape. And 
with that being said, too, uh, for those that that may not already be aware, in addition to being our resident expert, you know, on the Pure Wrestling Show, you will, in fact, uh, be our lead commentator going forward. Yeah, me and Don had talked that over, and that's going to be the plan. Uh, as far as my partner goes, I guess that's still up in the air. I believe you talked about a guy named Chad. I know who Chad is. I've talked to him on Facebook. He's a good guy, but I mean, whoever ends up doing it, I mean, it'll be great. And I'm looking forward to whoever it is I end up working with. Yeah, I'm sure in the end, it's definitely going to work out. I know you're going to give it your all out there and we'll definitely match up with someone um, that can definitely uh, mesh very well with you. So I think going forward, we're not going to have any issues. I, I don't really think we can get much of a better commentator uh, from the things I know about you. And granted, I don't know you as well as Don does, but in the time that I am getting to know you, you definitely seem like a very down-to-earth guy and very knowledgeable when it comes to this industry. I right, Thanks, man. I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, we're definitely going to knock get out of the park when we get rolling with that. Um, I'm looking forward to it, um, but always room for improvement. That's how I look at it, you know. So with each show, get better and better, you know. Yes, absolutely. And the good news is uh, we kind of have our sights set on a, a few tentative dates right now. Uh, nothing is set in stone, but we are, uh, you know, happy to get the ball rolling when it comes to live events again. It's, you know, been a long time coming. We all worked hard to make it happen. And it's right on the horizon. At this point, we just got to hit that finish line. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about uh, in, in regards to our opening segments, you know, we have you kind of kicking off the show all the time for the most part. And we've already gotten great feedback uh, about the different uh, wrestlers that you have talked about and just uh, various aspects of history. I'm curious as to when it comes to your knowledge of wrestling history, do you have a particular time, let's say, that is just your favorite? You know, is it the 80s? Is it the 90s? You know, early 2000s? Do you personally have just an era that sticks out to you the most? I would have to say when I got started as a little kid, yeah, I mean, that 80s wrestling, I, I guess they call it the golden era now, but, you know, I got to experience it when it was happening. And, I mean, I it was great. It was just probably because you're younger and, like, you still think it's like, I mean, it's cats out of the bag on wrestling, you know, as far as the realism. I mean, but, you know, you thought it was actually going on. I remember when uh, Hulk Hogan had gotten attacked by John Tenna earthquake on the brother love show. I'm a little kid. Like I'm hysterical. My mother's like, it's not real. He's okay. He's okay. I wrote him a letter and everything. I thought like Hulk Hogan was seriously all messed up. His like chest was all crushed from earthquake and stuff. That was like a great time. Cause you're, you were just so into it. You know, it was like, like you lived it. Like you, you know, like I really thought the Hulkster was like going to die. So, I mean, that era is always going to stand out for me. And you had such great guys. You had the Macho Man. You had the Big Boss Man, the Ultimate Warrior. There was just so many great characters at the time. And then after that, I would probably see the Attitude Era, era was pretty awesome. The way they kicked it up a notch and it got all raunchy and stuff. I mean, I love that aspect of it. I never was a big fan of Stone Cold, but, like, what he did and, like, 
his whole character and stuff with the beers drinking. I mean, it was great for wrestling. So, yeah, I would say the 80s and then Attitude Era. Yeah, I, I would say it's fair to say that there definitely has been an evolution of wrestling throughout the years. You know, what we were offered in the 80s was definitely different than what we had going on during the Attitude Era. And even considering what, what the product is today. And speaking of, how do you even feel about the current state of where wrestling is at nowadays? Do you, do you like the direction that it appears to be going in? I think it's fantastic. I mean, you could literally, if you're a true fan of professional wrestling, you could watch wrestling almost every single night if you want to. I mean, you have WWE, you have AEW, you have Ring of Honor, you have Impact, there's New Japan. I mean, there's such a variety of it. Like, we were lucky in our day because we had the WWF, which became WWE, WCW, even before they got big with Bischoff and all that whole takeover thing they did. Like, they used to be on, I believe it was like a TBS show, and like it was like Sting before he was the Crow and Ric Flair, and that was entertaining. And then we got ECW, you know, in the 90s, which was fantastic. But the way it is now, though, I think it's even better, and especially if you're like an indie wrestler, like you have so many options. Like back in those days, it was like the WWF, or WCW or bust, you know, but now like these guys can go to Ring of Honor, they can go to Impact, they'll still be on TV. I think it's a great time to be a fan. Like these people that limit themselves to like one program, like I'm team WWE, that's all they watch or. I just watch this or that. I watch all of them because if you're a fan of professional wrestling, I think they're all great. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. And, you know, we've mentioned it, too, in past episodes that it definitely is a great time to be a fan of professional wrestling. And it's a great time to just be uh, involved in the wrestling business. You have so many different options between the indies and televised events. Uh, there's paychecks going out left and right, you know. And ultimately, what's good for the fans is good for the business. And what's good for the business is good with the fans. So I want to kind of go back, though, a little bit uh, back to little Greg. Uh, you had mentioned your concerns in the letter that you wrote to the Hulkster, you know, out, out of uh, that event that took place there with Earthquake. Um, is it? safe to say that you would consider yourself the ultimate Hulkamania fan? Back in those days, absolutely, yeah. I mean, he was my guy. <laughs> I had Hulk Hogan pajamas. I had the wrestling buddy. I had, like, the Hulk Hogan thing tied around your head, like the sweatband. Yeah, I loved Hogan. I mean, he was, like, and his entrance music was so awesome. The real American, like, when he would come out and Oh, yeah, I was the biggest Hulkamaniac there was back in those. I mean, I still love him. I would still consider myself a Hulkamaniac. I, no shame at all in that. No. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, again, you know, the, the Hulkster was, again, a, a little bit before my time to really appreciate him. Uh, you know, he was part of the NWO when I was kind of getting on the scene. Um, you know, I had a, a few other guys that I cared for more than the Hulkster at the time, but I definitely appreciate everything he's contributed to the business and you know when a lot of people think of like the mount rushmore professional wrestling i would say there's probably a giant consensus of opinion that the hulkster is definitely going to be up there uh with some of the best uh to ever step in that ring oh yeah i mean if you have a mount rushmore of wrestling i mean i 
how you could not have Hulk Hogan. I mean, if it's about like in ring talent, like I get it. He wasn't like doing backflips off the top rope. I mean, a lot of his matches were similar, but just like how big his character was and what he did for the business and the way people like myself gravitated towards him and loved him. And his message back then was always good. You know, he had the whole say your prayers, take your vitamins. He tried to put out like a good, you know, positive thing. But then I remember the whole NWO thing. That was crazy. Hulk Hogan turning heel. I remember that. I never saw that one coming, honestly. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people did. You know, it, it was definitely heartbreaking, I guess, for a lot of people. But at the same time. I think a lot of people were, were, you know, perhaps maybe waiting for something new. You know, for the longest time, people have been waiting for John Cena to turn heel. And, you know, maybe at some point we'll see it down the road or or maybe that, that ship is potentially set sail. Yeah, when these lifelong faces turn heel, like, you know, especially ones like you said, John Cena would be a great one to see him come back and do something heelish, you know, but you never know, man. No, you know, you never know, honestly, within the confines of the business, um, no one ever knows, you know, what's going to happen next um, unless you're on the uh, the inside and, and you're talking to who's ever calling the shots back there. Um, but, Greg, we're kind of pushing our time limit on this episode. Um, any closing thoughts that you might have uh, for our fans, for anyone listening or just anything in general? No, I just want to thank everyone that does tune in each week and listens. And uh, hopefully, like I said, once we get everything ironed away and we're able to like little, you know, advertise a legit show, you know, people will come out and check it out and see what we're all about. And those who listen, who are at the first show and remember us and hopefully you'll come back and give us another, you know, check it out again, you know. Yeah, definitely, man. So for anybody listening, once those live shows are going, you know, make sure to say hi to our resident expert and commentator, Greg. Greg, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. And I look forward to, uh, you know, keeping it going with the segments I'd be kicking it off with. And uh, just let people know what's coming up. Um, I know I've been doing a lot of older guys and I had gotten a message from someone about some newer legends because legends span a long way. It ain't just 80s and 90s guys, you know. So, yes, I am going to start getting some, uh, you know, newer legends, if you want to call them that, guys that are more recently retired, just to let everyone know. Perfect, brother. I can't wait, and I'm sure everybody else cannot wait to see what you got cranking out next. Thanks for coming on the show again. And as always, folks, I'm Kyle D, and this is the Pure Wrestling Show. <laughs>